On the Job with Francis Leach and Sally Rugg. Welcome to On The Job, the podcast all about making your working life better. Francis Leach here for a bit of a special edition of On The Job. It sort of dawned us that we're always talking about superannuation, but we've never really kind of explained exactly what it is to everyone. We assumed a lot of knowledge, which is a bit dangerous. So on this particular episode of On The Job, we're going to go back to school and just do a little bit of a crash course in superannuation, and we've got the perfect person to help us do that. His name is Peter Traceda. He's an educator with Australian Super, and he joined me in the studio to talk superannuation and why it's a darn good idea that you get sorted with super. Peter, welcome to On The Job. Thanks, Francis. Thanks for the invite. Great to be here. I'm always happy as an education manager at Australian Super to get the message of superannuation out there. I'm glad because we're always talking about superannuation on this podcast and, you know, as a unionist and we just presume people know about it. Then it sort of dawned on me recently, hang on, I'm presuming a hell of a lot here. There's uh, probably a lot of people who, A, don't have super or it's sort of in the back of their mind and it's not really an issue, but they don't really know what it is. So what the hell, why don't we just go back to first principles and explain to them what superannuation is and and why it's important. So, So let's do that. Take me back to the start. Where did the idea come from and what were the first moments that it appeared, the first time that superannuation accounts started to become a thing that workers could have? Okay, so we can go back a little bit and look, first super fund started in the 60s, but let's talk about what we call modern super, the super system that most people we be part of today. So we go back to the Hawke-Keating government years, so early mid-80s, and they looked at the government pension system and realised that the number of workers that supported one pensioner was going to drop. So a savings vehicle was needed to supplement, enhance or even replace the government age pension because of those dropping numbers. So the ALP, along with the ACTU, so it's a, it's a, it was an um, industrial start, it was an industrial issue. They established a compulsory employer-funded super contribution of 3% of salary through the award system in the mid-80s. So as an award was passed, a superannuation clause would have been inserted to create a industry fund, as we knew them then. Now, as it was a compulsory system, the ACT's view was the only members of a super fund who should benefit from it would be the members. So hence we had industry funds, union funds that ran just to profit for their members. So that raised the coverage of super from about 35-odd percent up to about 50%. So that 30-odd percent had it from the, the 60s, 70s. This really opened it up to a wider range of people, as I said, bringing it up to 50%. So half the population then had superannuation, something they hadn't heard of, didn't know how to spell, let alone get excited by So from there, 50% was great, but they could do better. So this new system didn't cover people who weren't on the award system. So the superannuation guarantee, the the current compulsory super arrangements we have today, uh, came in in 1992. It increased the super coverage from 50% to about 85%. So it really lifted it up. That's incredible. 
Yeah. So it really hit the mark of getting everyone super. And it was employer funded. So if you didn't have an employer, that's where you fell into that other 15 odd percent. So the majority of people now had this compulsory super. It was 3%. The legislation said it was going to increase to 9% by 2002. And then a few bits of legislation here and there down the track. It's now legislated to increase to 12% in 2025. So as we speak today, it's 10%. It's legislated to go to 10.5% come the 1st of July this year. And um, it's on its way to 12%. So that money is from, if you are in a superannuation fund, like I was lucky enough to be from probably my first working day, that money's slowly accumulating in the background. And other than what we saw during the pandemic where there was a release of funds for people in emergency circumstances, and that uh, is contested in its own way. But you wait till it's time to retire and you get access to this money, that must have changed people's lives dramatically, particularly for those who maybe just working class folks who were hoping that a pension might be able to see them through their retirement. Suddenly they had some assets or some wealth that they could choose to uh, enjoy their retirement in a much better way than maybe that that was going to be possible to them uh, in other circumstances. Oh, exactly. What it does, was it was a compulsory employer funded system, it gave workers a nest egg that they probably wouldn't have had. Because up until then, it was your own savings and the pension. And if you didn't have your own savings, it was the the pension. This gave another source of income for retirement that they wouldn't have had. And if it wasn't compulsory, it's probably something they wouldn't have even thought of. So it gave many workers, whether they be blue or white collar, that weren't previously eligible for it, access to money to use in retirement along with the pension. But I suppose... What it's enabled people to do is have a better lifestyle, and that's what it's all about. Using super, potentially the government age pension if you're eligible for it, to provide them with an income in retirement. Because when we stop work, income stops. When you access your super, that super can give you an income. And we're heading to a time also where uh, life expectancy is extending out, and that comes with uh, added health issues as well. We know that too. But people are going to have to live on their superannuation or their retirement savings or the pension for longer than even they probably imagined when superannuation first started. I mean, even if we, yeah, you're right, Francis, even if we go back to when the, the pension started back in 1909, pension age for men was 65 and women were 60. Life expectancy was late 50s. Now we've got life expectancy in the mid-80s and pension age for, for anyone born in 1957 or later is 67. So previously your life expectancy was before your pension age. Now life expectancy is after your pension age. So um, we're, we're living longer and super can give that extra level of income over those retirement years because you're probably going to spend 20, 25 years in retirement. Hopefully living well on your superannuation. Now, who contributes? You said employers do, and I'm wondering whether that's something they do reluctantly or are people now starting to see the benefit in actually having that investment in people's superannuation as a net dividend at the end that uh, reduces the costs that otherwise would uh, fall on the state or you you need to tax people for, And, and also people can also contribute to their own super too. That's something that people should know about. If you can or you've got the capacity to uh, sacrifice some of your salary or your wage to put into your super, you can top it up and and make that nest egg even bigger. So the compulsory system's there for the employer to put in, that 10% I was speaking about before, going up to 12%. But 
for many people, an additional contribution is going to put more into their bucket, which means there's going to be more at the end of the day. So if you have got that capacity to save, it's about getting the money into super in the most tax-effective way. Now, before I go any further, Francis, I do have to say that this discussion is of a general nature and doesn't take into account yours or any listeners' individuals' needs or circumstances. So getting money into super, you've got to have that savings capacity. And then, as I said, getting it in, in the most effective way, is the crucial thing. And people might need some help and advice around that. So if you are... Starting your super late, is that a problem? No, it's never too late. Super works on the power of compounding interest. So the longer that first dollar's in there, the more it's going to grow. So as long as you get that dollar in there at some point, it is going to grow. So many people say it's too late. It's never too late. And when I'm out there talking to members, it's, oh, I'm this age or that age, it's too late. No, it's never too late to get that money to super, as I said, in the most tax-effective way. I don't think a lot of people understand what compound interest is and, and it's sort of this magic that works in superannuation. So for those of us that aren't mathematicians, can you explain to us why it's such a, a genius way to save and how powerful it is in growing people's savings? Yeah, well, Einstein once referred to it as the eighth wonder of the world. So let's say you've got a dollar. It earns 10%. You've now got a dollar ten. It then earns a dollar ten. So you've now earned eleven cents on that dollar ten. You've now got a dollar twenty-one. So that's the way the interest keeps on building on itself. So it's not just a flat rate of interest. It's the interest on interest on interest that continues to grow, and you get it gets a lovely little incline. I'm just doing a hand hand gesture at the moment of how it builds up, and people can see that Australian Super has a calculator on its website that you put in your age your income, what you've got in super, and projects with a whole lot of assumptions of what it's going to be so many years down the track. And you can see the the impact that an additional contribution has on that end result. So when I pay my super and it goes into my account, it doesn't just sit there. Where does the money go? Okay, so the money's invested on your behalf by the super fund. So a super fund will have a default investment option. So that's the option or how that money's invested for those that don't make their own choice. So all superannuation funds will have one of those. Uh, It's called the default option. And it is invested across a number of different assets from shares at one end, let's call it the risk scale, down to cash at the other end. And this default option that a super fund chooses would suit the average person whether they're 20, 30 or 40, of being a right balance of investment mix for a return over a period of time. So a superannuation fund will have that default option. It will have an investment objective, like all its other options have an investment objective, and it's up to the individual to choose the objective or target the objective thereafter and then accept the level of risk that might come with that. So you've got that choice. Yes, oh, you can choose, and you can choose to, I mean, with Australian Super, you can change it every day. Now, not something I'd be recommending, but if you wanted to, you, you could. Who decides where it goes? I mean, is there a, a team of people uh, within Australian Super and other superannuation funds who are basically investment gurus who go, well, I'll put the money here, it's going to grow there, uh, things are changing, so I need to shift the money around. It, it's a huge operation given the amount of money that, that's probably being held by superannuation funds. How does that work? Look, it is a huge job. And at Australian Super, we've got about 200 investment professionals who are analysing 
all those different sectors I spoke about before. So there's some that are looking at shares, there are some that are looking at property, there are some that are looking at infrastructure, all with the the idea in mind is how can we maximise the return for our members and minimise cost within risk parameters that, that we've set for that investment option. It is a day-to-day thing. And such a fluid environment and you need good people doing it, I'd imagine. There must be some uh, really bright and sharp people deciding where that money's going. Hey, can you tell me why I have to wait till I'm old to get the money? <laughs> Seeing it, you'll probably log onto your super account and go, oh, this is growing beautifully. Oh, I'd like to get my hands on some of that. Why do I have to wait till I'm, I'm you know, getting my pipe and slippers? Okay, so this comes back to the the purpose of super. The purpose of super is for retirement and the government gives it tax concessions along the way. One of the tax concessions is those contributions being made by your employer. So if my employer, Australian Super, puts a dollar into super for me, it's taxed at 15%. Now, if my taxable income is $250,000 or higher, it's taxed at 30%. But the majority of Australians are under that threshold. So that tax rate of 15% is less than my marginal tax rate. So I'm actually saving tax by putting that money into super for me to use at some point in the future. That point of the future will be my retirement, and I say retirement broadly. So the government says, we're giving you tax concessions along the way, but we're going to wait until you reach a certain age before you can then access that super. So broadly speaking, to access your super, you need to cease work and have reached your preservation age. And your preservation age depends on when you were born. If you're born before the 1st of July 1960, your preservation age is 55. So you passed it a a number of years ago. If you're born on or after the 1st of July 1964, your preservation age is 60. And it's a sliding scale for the the financial years in between. So to get access to your super, you've got to tick both boxes. You've got to cease work and have reached your preservation age because there's no retirement age in Australia. I can retire whenever I want. But if I retire at 57 and my preservation age is 60, I can all do is smile and wave at my super for, for those three years. And they're called what's called a condition of release. Another condition of release is turning 65. Then you can still be working, but you can access your super once you turn 65. Now, the government did allow some people to access their superannuation in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. People are asking why they shouldn't be able to do that all the time. Why is that not necessarily the best idea? It still comes back to what I was saying before, Francis, that super is there for retirement. The release of super during the pandemic was a temporary release that allowed people to access up to 20000 out of their super in two $10,000 hits across a couple of financial years. But it was only a temporary measure at the time. So the government made that very clear at that point that, yeah, here's, here's a situation we haven't seen in the, the world before. Uh, we're going to allow you access if you meet a certain criteria. But apart from that, it's business as usual. The same rules apply. Peter, thank you so much for being with us here on The Job to Explain Superannuation, our Superannuation Masterclass. If people want to find out more about Australian Super, what's the website address? Uh, It's a very simple one, the www.australiansuper.com. And there, there's a whole lot of information that we spoke about. So there's calculators, calculators to work out what it's going to grow to, maybe how much insurance you should have, uh, how to make contributions, the tax effectiveness of contributions, and probably one of the important ones I said earlier, where to get help and advice. Uh, We can't give help and advice, Francis. I can tell them the, the facts and the figures, but at the end of the day, you've got to go off and do something about your super. 
Peter, thanks for being with us on The Job. No worries. Thanks, Francis. This is On The Job with Francis Leach and Sally Rudd. Education Manager, Membership and Brand, Peter Tresita from Australian Super with us on the job discussing superannuation 101, basics on why superannuation is really, really important. Hope you got something out of that conversation. You can always go to australiansuper.com to find out more or check out your own situation with your own industry fund. That's it for On The Job for this week. We'll be back with a regular episode next week. Have a good one. Bye for now.